Oh, wait. We're not supposed to hug because of the mics. Can you still hear and it? And the Omicron. <laughs> I said, oh, no, I don't hug because oh, of Omicron. No, I have and then I forgot because I'm I full saw... of monkeypox. <laughs> uh, no, that's the old Dean Martin show where he didn't know who the guest was. Do you remember that? No. You don't? You don't remember the Dean Martin show? No. Really? You're really? too young for that? Oh. Well, I might be a little. It came Unless my... my parents watched it. I don't think they did. I bet you your mother did. My mother had such a pussy boner for Dean Martin in that show. He was a very attractive guy. Yeah. And, he, and of course, that character he played, sort of a character who was like drunk. He really wasn't drunk. But he did really. Oh, only... he really wasn't ever. No. Really? And he, but he really did only show up for the taping. <laughs> you know? So they were, he had these, <laughs> these three broads called the Gold Diggers, something you would never. Wait, no, that I, sounds familiar. Yes. And they would lead yes. him, literally lead him and prop him up in front of the card, which he would read and fuck up, which made it funnier. Right, right, right. You know? And there was one section of the show where he didn't, he walked, it was at the piano with his piano guy tinkling and, and it was like, and the door would open, it's Ella Fitzgerald, <laughs> or Sammy Davis. He had no idea. I really think that was true. I did know, I mean, I've been asking from the beginning, I said, if I could get you here, what hipper person for this little uh, hipper Come on. place? What? I'm your really? biggest. You didn't, why? Why would you think I wouldn't want you? I mean, I would never want anyone here, first of all, in my house. Who That's I didn't, true. Who I didn't adore. Oh, my God, you know? I'm so happy to hear that. Well, I feel why like did I'm you come? I a big disappointment. <laughs> well, I, disappointment? No, because I'm in awe of you. Oh. I adore oh, you. See, I, that's why. But I don't assume <laughs> it's a two-way street. Of course. I live in the real oh. world. Oh. <laughs> no, this is my home. This is, I mean, I don't know. This is only for fun. Yeah. This whole thing. I mean, I did. Spend, yeah. Are you liking it? Oh my God. I mean, look. I'm not going to lie. I spent <laughs> quite a bit of money so that we could, you know, set this place. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's almost like a reality show yeah. combined with a podcast. But that's the way I wanted it, so that we could have, you know. I mean, there's a lot of podcasts, and I find them some are great, but they're, you know, there's a big penis mic in your face. I haven't done that one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what I mean. You know, there's a giant. I've done the one with the big flat it, flower in your face. What's that? Like vagina. Oh, flower. <laughs> yeah, I've seen those. I too. went too far. I went too. Well, out of. I wanted obvious. just to be like the way I really am, except there's no music. That always, you know. Of course, we can't while we're talking. But it just feels like there is something missing, and everything else feels right. It's just us. There's nobody else in the room. There's liquor and these club cigarettes. I don't know what they're putting in these things. But let me tell you, these it's are too bad. You're not allowed to know. I know. That's the surprise. Well, cloves. Um, <laughs> do you know? I know you're a history buff. Do you uh, know anything about the history of cloves? No. Well, make it up. Okay. Me make it up? Or yeah. Me? Oh, okay. Well, tobacco was for export, so they couldn't afford to let regular folks smoke it. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> But that sounded possible, right? So incredibly real. Like if you had, if I had not set it up, like make it up, I would have just gone with it. I could make up anything. Yeah, many of us could. You know, <gasps> when the kids feel bad about not knowing shit, I always try to comfort them by saying, you know, we all don't know. Like, I mean, when you think of the infinite amount of things that you could possibly know in this world. Even the smartest person does not even know 0.1%. Right. Yeah. We're almost 
fully ignorant of everything. What we, you know, obviously, <laughs> no, <and laughs> some people the, more than others. Well, but. no, and then the things you learn, you don't remember. So that's too bad. That's true, That part's too. really too bad. I think that has something to do with the clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I don't know. I can't make a direct correlation, but well, you know now. But well, no, they're doing studies with clothes and cognition. Can I and make you a drink? Or no, I have water. You, that's all you want. Yeah. You're. A, you're I know a, it's five o'clock. You're a, so it's okay. It's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> oh wait, here. Uh, are you abstemious? Yeah, I don't drink a lot. I mean, you said abstemious, so uh, I thought, okay. Oh, abstemious. Abs- abstaining? Abstaining? Abstemious? Uh, abstemious. Doesn't that mean you, yeah, you're. you're Are you? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with drinking, uh, the only time I drink really is here. Oh, really? I, I, yes. I, I used to drink, um, you know, like an Irishman. I was never a drunk, although I certainly have been drunk many times, but. Uh, <laughs> I drank Irishly, you know, which yeah. is not good for your liver, I'm sure. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want to be look like Ted Kennedy. Uh, you know, so I, mm-hmm. you know, especially yeah. now that he's dead, but even before, you know, that, that kind of... No, like, it takes I, a toll. Especially if you're Irish. Really? Well, sure, because you're lighter. Yeah. You know, it's like the opposite of but, black don't crack. No, but European. <laughs> cracks the most. <laughs> European. All Europeans are pretty white. But more so the... the, the some, Well, like the beautiful people of the Nordic countries yeah. somehow are even further north, but they have that beautiful olive skin, usually. They do? Yes. Olive? Yes. Wait, why doesn't that sound even a little bit right to me? You mean the, like, blonde the Scandinavian people? Yes, Scandinavian, of course. They don't look like the Gaelic people, my people. They're not ruddy. Wait no. a minute. Yes. What's ruddy? I mean, what is ruddy? Of, What's ruddy? Ruddy is red. Yeah. Red. That's what I thought. Well, well, that's. Think of somebody like, uh, you know. Uh, Ted Kennedy. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'll throw a name out. But not Ted but, Kennedy. But not Jack Kennedy. He looked more. Well, he had makeup. Always? He was just a good looking guy. Yeah. It's it's funny how in families sometimes there's just, you know, siblings and one of them is the good-looking one. Yeah. You know, Bobby. Well, he was good-looking. Not like Jack. He was a little... Was he that good-looking, though? He was just, he was sexier because he was grittier. I guess. I think not that's, my type. But I think that's not your type? No. A Jack Kennedy? No. But a Bobby Kennedy? Was a little cuter to me. Physically cuter? Yeah. See, most people would say not that. They would say the reverse. Right. And and I even think that you're, you know, as a woman who are deeper and feel things on a deeper level, <laughs> well, it's true, especially in this subject. It's like the physical part is not as important to you. I think something about Bobby Kennedy is getting to you uh, in your deep woman way. Maybe. <laughs> but here, I misled. I was just comparing. But none of the Kennedys are my type. None of the Kennedys? No, no. Because of their look or because of their, their actions? Their teeth. <laughs> their teeth? No. Yeah. What? Yeah. What's wrong with their teeth? I don't know. That's the British who have the bad teeth. No, it's not that they had bad teeth, but I didn't like their teeth. 
I just didn't like it. Mm. I don't, uh-uh. No. Wow. They all looked like... And a, did this in, yeah. inflect, I mean, infect your view of their politics? No. No. Well, I was, well, I was... <laughs> <laughs> you would not vote for someone good to their teeth, Lisa Kudrow, would you? <laughs> well... Um, I don't like Bill Clinton's teeth. No, but I. Um, <laughs> no, but I was I was born when um, John Kennedy was killed. Sixty-three. Yeah. And I was so seven. Then, yeah. And I was five when Bobby Kennedy was right. killed. So, no, no. I mean, I didn't have well, politics about them. But my parents were huge fans. So were mine. Yeah. But this brings my father again Irish. Catholic, and you know, I mean, and my father, my grandfather, had a full brogue. Really? Yes, I oh, never he met. He was from. from uh, no, Ireland? but he was, I guess, second oh, generation. With everybody, yeah. So. He, uh, but this yeah. is, I mean, a man I never met. But it's funny if I had done your show instead of Skip Gates' show. Yeah. We would have you already. You did? Did yeah. I see it? Did I, I watch all of the shows? Uh, I guess I don't remember them. When did you do it? I would say. Four years ago? Oh, shoot. Something right. like that. I'll rewatch it. Um, Look, that sounds like I'll rewatch it. Like, I mean, okay, but your, I your show was fantastic. I mean, it's Thanks. a great idea for a show. And the way you make I it wish into it were a, my idea. It as a history not. major, I appreciate Oh, the, you're a history major. I was in college. Yeah. You know. That's a lot more history than. Oh, yeah. I know. Everyone learns in I high school, history. right? Or I love I history learned. and I love when you weave it in. Yeah. Um, no, because that's why I loved this show, because it's history, but it's the personal stories right. that drive it home. Sure. It's and the actual effects more of history. Yeah. Um, like, why can't they teach it? But when I did the, his show, this, the, my genealogy for Skip, yeah. I mean, the star of it was my grandfather, who, again, I never met, but he was a, he was a baller. He was a macho guy. He w ran the Boatsman's Union oh. in... New Jersey and New York, you know, the circle daylight of the stuff that went around Manhattan. And this is the, in the days when the Irish ran New York. Right. Every cop, every fireman, you know, Teamsters. Officer Mike, yeah. So. And this isn't part of the Teamsters because that's, it's bus. No, no, it's, that's truck. It's this nautical. Is, this, no, yes, it's nautical. Okay. And it was also what happened, I guess, on the ports because he had a headline from 1920 and it was my grandfather called a strike and was brought up to the White House because it had to be settled because this was the port of New York. Oh, yeah. But he was a union captain who got, in the days when, I mean, they, what, what, what unions had to fight for back then was like, you know. Yeah. We would like a 14-hour work day and we're not getting <laughs> <laughs> And you could only whip them if that, you know, it was just crazy what he had to fight for. And you for. don't get to choose who we marry. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, crazy yeah. shit. Yeah. So that was my grandfather, wow. William Marr, also. My, I would have been William Marr III if I had been confirmed uh, in the what? Catholic Church because I would have been William Aloysius Marr. That was my grandfather's name and my father's name, and I was supposed to be William Aloysius Marr. But you get your, confirm your middle name at your confirmation, the Catholics. So, oh. And I never made it that far. So. I didn't know that. Yeah. But you're still... Is, that's not your given name, like the birth certificate doesn't. I say? have no middle name because oh, you you, you're supposed to oh, get it at thirteen. You're supposed to get it at thirteen oh. when you're confirmed. It's a big thing in the Catholic Church. At seven, you have your first communion, 
That traumatized me like I can't even tell you. And then 13, you're confirmed. I don't know what, Wait, it's, it's it so just like the bar mitzvah. Why did it traumatize you? What, you know, nuns, yeah. fucking sadists and, and you know. Well, they were. Like, well, of course. Well, some of them are nice, I assume. On Trouble with Angels, they were really nice, but mm, I mean. Well, nuns are married to Christ, and apparently he's not putting out. Okay. Because they have a kind of a <laughs> anger issues that you only get when you've never been late. I don't, I don't know what it was, and I was seven years old. All I know is one of them one day, uh, for example, this, this one sticks in my mind, said, uh, you know, we're in the church and they're doing their shit up there, and I guess I was like, you know, and she said, the boy who's slumping is going to go to hell. Oh, wow. They did shit like that. Wait a minute. Okay, but I thought your mom, your mom Jewish. is Jewish. Right. That I never even knew until I was 13 because I was so traumatized by going to church. I didn't even think, why doesn't mom come? I don't know. She just never does. It never crossed my mind to ask. I just wanted to get out of it. But I thought it was tricky for a Catholic to marry a Jew. It was. So how, how did that all happen? Especially in 1951 when what? they did so it. It was like an interracial marriage, not even today, right. but like 20 years ago. Yeah. Well, it um, was in the 60s, too, and even into the 70s, it was sort of starting to get like, wow. Did you watch uh, Mad Men? Yeah. Remember the first season or second, there was a plot line of um, he goes out with the girl from the Jewish department store. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had their own, Jews had their own department store? Or owned a very successful department store. Uh, right, but, but I mean, like, I think Gimbel's, yeah. the real Gimbel's was that. Yeah. I think in a day when, what, what, what? Oh, so that I'm Jews just saying would how have a fucking, place to shop? Yes, no. well, the, just the idea that this was the early 60s and Gentiles and Jews shopped separately oh, in department stores? Wait, I wasn't aware of that. I wasn't aware of that. Are you sure? History major? I'm not sure that uh, a Jew couldn't walk into Macy's. Uh, Macy's. I guess so. And yes. Bloomdale's. Yes. But it seemed to me like he was cross like he was he was of course cheating on his wife as he always was. Right. But also he was sort of like crossing into a different world is the way they sort of presented it. Right. And I, do, I think people don't realize how much Jew and Gentile you know, I mean, when Kennedy ran in 60, it was a big deal that he was Catholic. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. This country is always changing as people are always changing and growing. And and getting used to each other's differences. Progressing. Mm -hmm. These people who cannot help themselves from looking backward and saying, you know what, you people were so benighted back then and... I." You know what? If you had lived back then with us, you would have been the same asshole. Right. History is very much like humans. It's like looking at your own life and going, what a dick I was at eight. Yeah. Ugh, I can't believe I spent all that time thinking about baseball cards. Dumbass. You know, it's, it's childish. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but what's childish? But what part's childish? The, I chi mean, the childish part is making is feeling superior. Oh, well, you are yeah. woker now, but it's not you are better. You just are living in a different time. Right. You would have been just like us. Yes. We all wore big hair in the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I. I don't know if my hair was that big, but because you know I wasn't that in step.
But yeah, no, mean? no, it's true. You're not in step. You mean you were with big hair? I, that no, but it wasn't in the step. look. In I general, was you were an outsider. You're saying I was a yeah, a little moody. You know, I was so yeah, a little bit moody. And, you know, and doing eighties. Yeah, well, starting Groundlings and figuring out my right. comedic voice and you know all of that was the most important thing, ever. So that's all I was thinking about. I I really didn't want to look like absolutely everybody else because I didn't think I'd do well <laughs> if I was trying to. But um, no, but I mean, getting back to what you were saying though, because I was talking about this like in the context of who do you think you are? Because we're going to be on soon and. And I was saying, you know, it's, I think it's really important to know our history and understand oh, so how important. it informed how our society worked yes. and what was tolerated. The, you know, there were pe- people thought it was perfectly okay to own another human being. You know, that's... Every, but, you know, let's have some context to that. They thought that everywhere in the world. Yeah, but not... 30 years after everywhere else in the world stopped doing You're it. You're talking about in America. The South, and in America and the South. Yeah, we, were, still we, been, we have brought up the rear on a number of issues. Yeah. That's one of them. Uh, we, 80 countries, I think, have had a woman leader. Oh. Mm-hmm. We have not, you know. Yeah. Uh, universal health care, most of the big boy countries have a much better system, you know. Yes. Nothing is perfect in that realm, but... And don't get me started. But remember health. when medicine wasn't a wasn't big business? Because that in the seventies it wasn't. It was still like the healing arts. Well, we I mean, healthcare is a mess in this country for re- ma- many reasons. But the top two probably would be for me, yes, the corporate element of it. Mm-hmm. The fact that a hospital is run very much like an airline. Mm-hmm. They don't want any empty seats on an airplane, and they don't want any empty beds. That's why when there's a crisis, they're overrun. They should have excess, like, space, but that would hurt the bottom line. So that's huge. And the other huge thing, I think, is that the people, the people are just so incredibly unhealthy to begin with. And that is absolutely something I lay at the doorstep of the yeah. medical establishment who doesn't have the balls to tell them what's, what they should and shouldn't do. Uh, and, of course, the, how cozy the pharmaceutical industry is with the medical industry. And, I mean, I'm, t- I'm not saying it's all corruption. I mean, obviously, COVID was a real thing, and I have many qualms about how we handled it, but, I mean, that's not anybody's fault. But if the population wasn't so fundamentally unhealthy to begin with, we w- it would not have devastated this country the way it did. We had a worse outcome than any other country. Oh, we did? Yes. It turns out that I we did so. proportionally? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I, I mean, I seem to remember that headline a couple of months ago. Hmm. Um, I mean, I'm sure there are variations and per capita and blah, 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 but I mean, it was over a million people. And of course, that's a <clears throat> a fuzzy stat also because right. they don't really make any differentiation between dying of COVID and right. dying with COVID. Right. And anyone with medical sophistication understands that everything in medicine is a combination of factors. We are supported by Wine Enthusiast. You know the old saying, wine, women, and song? I used to say in my stand-up act that out of the three, if you had to lose one, song. I love music, but yes, song would have to go. 
You definitely can't lose wine because there's nothing like a nice glass of wine with friends, especially in the summer. But the one thing that can ruin that good time is the summer heat because it can spoil your wine if it's not properly stored. So now it's the time to get those bottles out of boxes or off your countertops and protect them with a wine fridge from Wine Enthusiast. Wine Enthusiast designs and offers the largest selection of wine coolers for every drinker, every budget and every size collection, from six to 600 bottles. Plus, expert wine storage consultants are available by phone to help you find the right fit for all your needs. Wine Enthusiast is the premier destination for the wine lifestyle, offering an incredible selection of unique wine accessories, glassware, furniture, wine storage, gifts, and more. I love wine enthusiasts, and I'm not just saying that because they sent some amazing custom club random glassware for me and my guests to use. Visit WineEnthusiast.com or text the code RANDOM to 511-511 to check out all of Wine Enthusiasts' summer savings. Text RANDOM to 511-511. Text RANDOM to 511-511 today. Certain exclusions may apply. You may receive up to one additional text. Text fees may apply. Text STOP to opt out. Hey, remember the old Got Milk ads? Well, times have changed and we are much more open as a society, so Got Milk has morphed into Got Bush? And you definitely do if you haven't tried the best products from our sponsor today, Manscaped. Taking control of your personal area is important. Whether you're a college kid or single and on the prowl or a suburban dad, it's a fact. 70s bush on guys doesn't fly anymore, even if you're in your 70s. And for guys, it's important to have the cleanest nutsack in the cul-de-sac. Save big and be the most hygienic version of yourself by using our discount code RANDOM for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up your full-body grooming game. The grooming package that's the best is the Performance Package 4.0. Inside the package is the Lawn Mower 4.0. This electric trimmer is a bush's worst nightmare. It's like having a personal gardener in your pants. This trimmer is designed to reduce grooming accidents thanks to a ceramic blade and advanced skin-safe technology. No need for night vision goggles. This trimmer has an LED light to allow you to mow the lawn in the dark. And don't stop there. The second best tool in the performance package is the Weed Whacker, the unwanted nose and ear hair trimmer. Is any hair there ever wanted? Uh -uh. With a performance package purchase, you get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag and the patented high-performance reduced chafing Manscaped Boxers. They have a bunch of other products on their website to help you maximize your confidence and grooming game. Get 20% off plus free shipping with our code RANDOM at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use our code RANDOM. I'm starting to hear more and more about personalized medicine, like a doctor who's practicing personalized medicine. What does that mean? So that um, not just going by looking into what else about your physical makeup and your biology might be contributing to whatever symptoms or what's going on instead of just treating of the course. symptoms. Well, um, yeah, I mean... Or calling I, it this disease, I thought that was, not that syndrome, because there's other things informing it. I mean, that's a lot of holistic medicine, right. what I would call holistic medicine. Right, you know, well, like, that's now they're calling it personalized. They don't want to sound 
Right. Like, they, sound, they don't holistic. sound like hippies. Right. That's that word got right. That's that's quack stuff. Right. You're but not it's allowed not. to say that. I mean, some of it is. I'll tell you an interesting thing about, and I have had a holistic doctor who I think changed my life as much as anybody, and I'm very grateful. I he absolutely knows that I don't agree with everything. Yeah. And I also definitely want a MD doctor. Also, I think you need both to balance. Yeah. Well, you get you might get more information, right? Too that you can right. decide about. But so, like, you know, I got started to get into it. This is like almost twenty years ago, and um, you know, everything is super natural, which I totally get. That I remember the first time we went out socially. There was one restaurant in all of LA he would go to that was pure enough. Wait, who would? My, this is my holistic doctor. Oh, okay. So. Like and you know he just wouldn't have anything, you know, no bread, no like, down the line, uh, natural, 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 no antibiotics, of course, no pharmaceuticals, no this, no that, no sugar, nothing. But then, um, very big on colonics. Oh. Okay. Which may or may not. I remember that trend. It's. I don't think it's a trend. Well, I think, it, but point being, like. If you're like natural, 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 when you think about sticking water up your ass, the word that comes to mind is not natural. It's not like if I was just standing around with a garden hose in my hand, I would absentmindedly just stick it up my ass. Yeah. You know. So for everything to be natural, 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 and also stick water up your ass. Right. <laughs> the, no, no, I, it's well, not I, something that naturally occurs. Right. But it also might be very good for you. I don't know if it's really good for you. Nobody knows anything for well, sure right. in medicine. That's Thank you. Nobody, yes. that's, I'm always trying to push this point. Yes. Just, you know what, I accept where we are. I have right. to. What could I do else? We're, right. we're in the year 2022. Yes. In 2052, they're not going to look back and go, boy, in 2022, we pretty much had it all figured out medically, <laughs> didn't know. we? We were just crossing the T's and dotting the nope. I's. They're going to do what they do every seven years, which is, yeah, we were wrong about right. that. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Just don't give me the attitude of just do what we say. Because when have we ever been wrong? Right. All the time. All the time. You're, and, All the time. And it's not mostly your fault. It's just, again, like the year we live in. No, but just be honest. Which be is, honest. We don't really know. Right. But what's recommended, and there are some studies that show this might work. There are associative studies, not cause and effect, so we can't know absolutely but here's all well, I have to offer. Yeah, go for it. But don't say like they did. No, honey, for your pregnancy, you need to take DES for for you know you're pregnant and we need you're nauseous, so you'll just take what's DES? You know, DES. This estrogen right. that caused all kinds of reproductive no. problems in the in the kids that were did born. Did you take it? No, Good. no, not me. I'm in my mom's generation, your mom's generation, and you know they I do know a lot of people who have reproductive problems because of it. But they gave it to all the women no. back then? No, no, but they were offering it a lot. Right. Just like in the 20s, they were offering women, offering, insisting, yeah, you need um, some opium. I mean, we right. have to give you... Yeah. Because you're, hyster you're hysterical. Right. You're going through the change and you're hysterical. Right. Or you just had a baby, <laughs> so you're hysterical. Right. And... Yet all these people, it's the same, it's the same crisis we're having, yes. and we had it in the 20s. It all happened, and then the government made it illegal 
And, and they went to heroin. You had the exact same problem. We just repeated history. And in 100 years, this will be the 20s that they're talking right. about when the same attitude that we're talking about the 1920s. Right. Things will seem incredibly primitive in their thinking and just very wrong. Yeah. I mean, simple things like they very often misdiagnose fungal infections for bacterial infections. They treat everything with antibiotics. First right. of all, there's a lot of money in it. But it's also just where, like, they're not, I'm not saying they're trying to be corrupt. Right. It's just like... Right, right. Well, the, the, I don't the, know. You know, some Someone's of it is... Someone's trying to make money. Well, yes, and also... But the doctors are just trying to give you the, the best information they well, have. And, Yes, and also they listen to the patients too much, you know. Ask your doctor. We're only one of two countries that has direct-to-consumer yeah. advertising yeah. for pharmaceuticals. Yeah. So you should never be like, hey, doc, could I get some of that? Sure, the cute rep from the pharmaceutical company was by this afternoon, and she strutted her ass in here and winked at me, and I bought a whole parcel of this, and they're taking me on this cruise in a couple of months. You know, that shit goes on yeah. with doctors. I know. And so, and it's very easy just to pass out antibiotics and Vicodin, and especially if you're one of these low-rent, you know, I certainly have heard the stories from people who go to the one on the corner in the, you know, urgent care. And mm -hmm. it's, it's like I've heard harrowing stories, just terrible decisions yeah. that these people are making because they don't care. You're, they're not really your doctor. Right. You know, I mean, it's like I know my mechanic better than, mm -hmm. they, you know. So. Look at me. Uh-huh. I don't. <laughs> I don't even, I don't know anyone. <laughs> you, you, but. <laughs> you just did like a you right there. You did that like you were reading a line in a, you, that's why you're so good. I'm, <laughs> thanks. I because you're line disingenuous. Reading. No, yeah. <laughs> your line, you know. I've never seen you in anything where you didn't kill it. And you, Thank you. Yeah, you, you, it's so funny the way you like, you know, you never seem to want to be out front. You just want to like be the one who steals it. And you always do. No, I just want to be the one who steals it. That would be funny. That's what I tell my agents. No, just find me something where I can steal it. Oh. Yeah. And did, I don't know when the last time I saw you, but, because, you know, these clubs. But, <laughs> like, if I never told you how big a fan I was of the comeback, oh, you today are? would be the time. Really? You. We never talked about that? I don't think so. Well, oh, I don't know. And the I have secondary clove right. issues. And the reboot. Oh, thanks. But I... I Thank mean, you. I'm most proud of what, that than you anything. You should be. That was a genius show. Thank and you. I am not an easy complimenter, and I don't bullshit. That's why I don't have people here I don't like, because I'm not a good liar. Yeah. So I can't, like, pretend, you know, yeah. that I'm really into, you know, yeah. Danny Bonaducci. <laughs> I'm sorry, Danny, if you're listening. Actually, I'd love to have you on. I guess I have to say that now. Uh, but, you know, I like I mean, Danny Bonaducci. I do, like, of course. <laughs> God damn it, why can't we get him on this show? Well, but uh, the comeback was, Thanks. yeah, that was just. Thanks. I mean, yeah. I saw them all multiple times. Really? Yes. Yeah. The, Thanks. just everybody was, you know, that the actor, I don't know his name, I don't think I ever did, who played the uh, heavy set writer producer who was mean to you. Yeah. I've seen. Lance. It. 
He yeah, he's on Young Sheldon. He plays the father now. Oh, yeah, okay. he finally you know people thought stop thinking he's really mean. I was just gonna yeah. say Barber. He mm -hmm. was so so good. Good, and there was something about that show that was so real. And of course, I lived that world of sitcoms too. Uh huh. You know. But it wasn't that. I mean, it is universal. But were you on, were you on writing staffs? No. Too? No. no yeah. Not on sitcoms. No. No. So I know that tension with the writing, right, especially when you're a comedian, and they kind of hired you for to be funny, and they right. did use a lot of I was on that show, Sarah. Do you remember that with Gina Davis? Oh, It was 1985, okay. yeah, NBC. Yeah. Not that much before you ran your well, run. Ten years, yeah. 85.94, we started. Right. But oh. wait, so they would they would um, encourage you to pitch lines and alternatives and stuff. And, Absolutely. And they used them. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean, it made their job easier. <laughs> well, but they also could be insulted. I do appreciate that, though, when they do a lot. That means that they really do want the best show. So it yes. doesn't matter where it comes from, because I think it's a bigger right. disaster when their ego You're right. gets in the way of right. wherever the great line comes from. What do you care? But I was 28 and stupid, and this is my first job, mm -hmm. and I didn't sometimes get it. Like one time, I remember we the first run through. We always, you know, the Mondays. I remember that whole schedule. Right. Of, you know, you just the read through. Right, and, yeah. and then the first time they see it on its feet, what they wrote, right. their first draft. Yeah, and like I had changed lines, and I remember Gary David Goldberg saying to me, "Could we hear ours once?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, right. before you tell me it's shit. <laughs> I was told that too. And could that, we hear our? They're right. But they're they right. were, it's fair exactly, enough. They worked so exactly. hard. Exactly. Give them their thing, that's, and then pitch your thing. That's amazing. It's easy courtesy. I, it's easy. That's why it sucks being young. There's good reasons why it's great. Well, young, you're trying to prove yourself. And you're stupid. And that was just and stupid. stupid. And it was just fucking stupid. And it's just I got to no. You got to know that I've got good ideas before right. you. I don't have the opportunity to tell no. you. You don't know that I do. Yeah, it's stupid. Gary David Patient. Goldberg, it's okay. who got that show canceled because he had a shoving match with Brandon Tartikoff at a taping. Oh. So he could be volatile, and I could have set him off. And he was always nice to me. He never, like, for whatever reason, sometimes you're so young and dumb that they, they yeah. know that <laughs> they can't really hold it against you because it's like blaming the dog, you know? Yeah, or they don't care. No, Which is worse. He cared, huh. but yeah, that show got canceled yeah. when there was this shoving match. Can you believe that? Between He was, at the time, one of the most powerful producers in television. He had, but was it a good show? Sarah? You know, it was what a sitcom in the 80s was. I think it was a little above average. It did pretty well in the ratings. Oh, wow. So that is what... You know, Gina was coming off a couple of movies. She was yeah. a very rising... Yeah. Alfre Woodard. Oh, my God. And Brunson Pinchot oh, yeah. were the other three. We were four lawyers in San Francisco. Uh, they felt after, like, half the episodes, we needed a boss. Oh. So then they brought in a boss figure. You know how they yeah, thought right. the networks, those kind of notes. And, yeah, and, you we, know. we they made friends get an adult. <laughs> Um, <laughs> really we're, just good actor. we're just children, <laughs> and they have to like discipline. We need have someone. To, like, 
Hire someone to play the part of someone who keeps us in order. Right. So God this bless Martin and David. Like, all right, we'll try. Right. But yeah. Yeah, and there was a neighbor with a kid, so they could get a kid in the show. But that was sort of shoehorned. Because kids always make shows fly. You had to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess they did because for the longest time. Didn't every show have to have a kid? I remember. Yeah, but you have to have great kids. I mean, Roseanne had great kids. Sarah Gilbert was so great. And yeah. They were great, those kids. They were really, truly funny. I remember after I did that sitcom, and then I did a, and went on Showtime called Hard Knocks. Oh, yeah, that sounds familiar. And then I did one with Sam Kinison in 1990, and then... Uh, really? Yeah, it was very short-lived, and he was on heroin, so it didn't really work. Shoot. But um, Should have been called Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> God rest is all that's not <laughs> But I remember there was also a period there, like 89, 90, 91, when I was like, I'd done a few of these sitcoms, so... I was like pitching. I was at that point where you pitch your own sometimes, and you know they would you get the notes. And um, I did I had a deal with Fox. I remember I went to the uh, something they had, like where they were showing the advertisers their new shows or some shit. Yeah, the upfronts. Yeah, but it wasn't. Must have been like some of them weren't picked up yet. Okay. <laughs> this was one of the. Would you buy ads for this? <laughs> right. Was one of those. <laughs> and apparently they were like, no, we would not. We would not sell toothpaste. It was called Bill Gets a Life. And really, I, I couldn't make that up. And uh, yeah, they, they were like, there was that you need a kid discussion. You for know. you? Yes. For Bill Gets a Life? <laughs> Bill Maher needs a kid in the show. <laughs> it was just like we work for the network. They're paying us. We have to pretend we know something and are doing something. So wait, did you write it too? Yeah. You were. You, did you write the pilot? Um, I worked. It was Gary Shandling oh, had a production God. deal. Yeah. And we had the same manager, and so like it was. A, we we worked on it together, the pilot. Okay. And then. I mean, I wrote a bunch of other episodes just hoping they would pick it up, but they didn't. But, of course, it was never my calling, as it is Sitcom. was yours to act. Yeah, well, um, well. Do you know Gary Shan? I was so in awe of Gary Shandling, of yeah. course. And I was brought in to audition for um, Larry Sanders before it was on, like oh, the really? pilot. Mm -hmm. And for I was what? so excited. Janine Garofalo's role. Ah, yeah, I don't remember the character's name. Wow. And, you know, I, I, I came in and I was just sort of being me. <laughs> and I, I wish I could remember exactly. I think this was it. He said, he, Gary said, so we're going to read this together. And he was being funny, which was funny. Oh. And I just said, oh, okay, so I'm not reading it alone. All right. And uh, he just went, oh, yeah, okay. And we read it, and then, you know, I wasn't chit-chatty because I knew for auditions, you're not there to make friends. Right. You know, he's going to do that. I'll just <clears throat> respond with a joke. 
same, you know, well, but maybe yeah. a little too dry, you know. And then, and I, and I left. And I'm walking down, it's a very long hall, and I hear the door open, and he's peeking out, looking really scared, like to make sure that I'm leaving the building. And I'm like, I don't know, and I'm kind of smiling, like, he's so funny, we're still doing our bit. And he's like, we will call, we will, we really will call. And so I was like, all right. And I keep going, and I'm like, it wasn't a bit. He's really scared of me. <laughs> oh, my God, I was too dry. I didn't wink enough at, you know, the, the bit. It had nothing to do with the scene. Well, it was like, whatever I did, like, just joking back was, didn't, didn't I mean, work. Gary. I hated it. Can you imagine? Because I've loved him so much. It's like, wouldn't it mean so much that, you know, Gary Shandling thinks I'm funny? And then, I'm sure Gary Shandling <laughs> thought you were. There's no way so. in the world. Oh please! No, he. It was. He's it a quirky felt guy. So real. I mean, you're describing a, a moment in time, and with a quirky guy like Gary Shandling, I loved him. But yes, it, it, a little unpredictable at, a, at any given moment. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we had a moment working on that thing together that was highly unpleasant. Oh, it happens in show business. Yeah, people cross, and again, young. Listen, I just thought of this, speaking of how stupid I could have been in a room. When I first auditioned out here, I didn't understand that uh, the producers, sometimes just said producers, were the writers. No, me neither. Okay. Right. So I read it's for the two thing. producers, and then I go, who wrote this shit? <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, that happened. Oh, my God. I know. And I live to tell the tale. I mean, like... Many times I feel like I could have, like... I'm sorry, been... that is stupid. <laughs> so because even if they're not the writers, they're still producing it. I know. So it's no, not it's like someone's got a gun to their head to produce it. I just, again, <laughs> and I bet you a lot of people in America can relate to this. The word producer yeah. is very fuzzy. It kind of still is for us because it's like it could really mean anything. So I kind of had in my head producer, you know, Dory Sherry, you know, sitting at home right. with a right. phone, you know, like, hello, I'm here from Galactic Pictures and I'd like to see that uh, audition from Bill Maher. That was the producer, not the writers. The writers were scribes, you know, they were like guys in T-shirts. Right. And so I just thought, oh, these are the producers right. and uh, they probably think they must know that this is shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. I know I was tempted at times so that they would know that I know that it's no good. It's like, what does that get you? It doesn't get you anywhere. Oh. But uh, to this day, when someone says they're a producer, I still have 500 questions. Like a concierge or like a writer? Like what, what form does your role as producer take? Is it creative at all? Or right. are you a line producer? Right. Like you actually get the show done? Like, right. No, it's, 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 so, it's almost anything. And then, of course, it gets muddied even more because the inflation of the title that anyone who is anything on the show, I've right. seen 20 producer yeah. people. And I know these are the writers. They just want a producer credit because yeah. then you're in that union or it's all that kind of bullshit. So we don't know what. Well, it's a, it's a promotion. And then you're working your way up to executive producer. Once you get executive producer, they can trust you to create a show, maybe run a show. Right. But people get and a... And get a piece of the show. But you can read where a... you're headed for. You can read a name on yeah. a screen, mm -hmm. and, a, and it's, all it says is produced by, and it's somebody, and that is a straight-up writer. 
Right. He, that person does no producing. They are what? just on a writing staff doing the writing. Yeah. It I wonder should, how that happened. Because the title is worth something. No, it's like a cab medallion. No, but union even allow the title for, you know, like there's, a, there's the producer's guild, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. there's the writer's guild. Like how was it allowed? That's what... How come you can't just say I'm a director too? That's what agents... <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's no crossover there. We are supported by SignalWire. If you're a developer or a product builder trying to add video communication to your app or service, there is no good option. You either build from scratch, which can take forever, or try to repurpose an existing app like Zoom, or as I like to call it, hey, you froze. But what if you could have out-of-the-box video conference ability with unlimited control to customize the experience to fit your application? I really hope the nerds are listening because this is good shit. SignalWire is a technology arsenal that allows anyone with an idea to create more natural, real-time, interactive experiences and do it fast. With SignalWire, you can build whatever you can imagine with cutting-edge, real-time video. And SignalWire provides developer-friendly APIs and SDKs to help you get up and running with a few clicks and a snippet of code, instead of months of complex development work. Visit SignalWire.com random to sign up for a free account and receive an additional 5,000 video minutes for testing your app or integration. Go to SignalWire.com random. Get communications APIs from the OGs of software. Define telecom at SignalWire. Go to SignalWire.com random. Wait, I have to tell you something. Yes, do it. Very, no, no, you are. You said something once, and it made a. It was. Um, it was a huge. It was a geological shift for me, with regards to the comeback, because we had gotten canceled, and I didn't feel bad about it, because I felt like, well, someone made a mistake, and that's their mistake. We did the best show we could. Someone didn't like it, or I don't know what. Nothing I can do about that. I'm just proud of what we did. Honestly, I felt fine. And then, um, you know, people kept saying, especially business people, I'm getting to you, but business, you know, like executive <laughs> types or people who ran networks that I happened to know, you know, would say, what happened? with ratings bad? No, they were the same, if not better, than Entourage that started the, you know, season before. I, I, well, it must have been something. I said, I don't know. Michael thought maybe because, you know, we don't have a point of, point of reference for a woman in that role, you know? And that's what it is. Uh, that's what it wait, is. Wait, wait. I don't understand that. What, do you mean, what does that mean? Point of reference for a woman. For a woman who um, is... Um, the lead is a woman. The, not just the lead, but flawed and having that kind flawed. of ego and being oh, you humiliated. Were too flawed? And, you know, setting herself up for humiliation. You know, kept stepping into oh. that. So, but... But, and I couldn't, I was like, yeah, that's fine. How is that, though? And how could I forget? Is that possibly it? Then you said something. I was watching your show, and it wasn't related. It was just that you were talking about someone made a joke at the expense of, you know, someone who's, you know, from a marginalized group. And I don't remember specifically what it was. And you said, come on, you know, I, I'm, I'm all for humor is humor, and it should be allowed. Okay, but you don't make fun of the victim. You know, that's not going to work. And that's when the penny dropped, and I went, because women are not 
the people in power. They're not like the, like the white guy in power. And women are kind of that marginalized group. And Whoa. it really bothered a lot of people to watch a woman get humiliated all the time. I feel like that's a, um, a, a casualty of an audience that was, I'm sorry, the people who didn't get it were just not sophisticated enough to appreciate it. And that's fine. There are things I'm unsophisticated in and I do not appreciate. Hockey, for example. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and, <laughs> well, yeah. And, other, and others. I'm, I'm stupid like watching um, like a murky thriller mystery types. I, that's when I need a girlfriend. That's, you know, someone who I'm always watching a movie with. Like, Honey, what happened there with the guy? Yeah. Oh, that's the same guy. Oh, I didn't see that where he put the paper down. You know, yeah. I, that, that's where a girlfriend would be good. <laughs> or anyone watching it. <laughs> not that, I, Paying closer not that I'm a lonely guy. I'm just saying the kind of person you're watching movies with and you can always ask. But, uh, so we're all dim in our own ways. But they're missing, like, that is the, what's such no, genius the about that character is that, you know, she... That's what's funny. I mean, right, W.C. Fields falling... the difference I mean, between a man behaving like that and a woman behaving like that. It's like that's how people who are driven towards something like the spotlight, yeah, they're going to make I, no, I, stupid I don't, things. I don't think that's what it was. I you really, don't? No, because I think everybody, I think that's what made it very relatable because the uh, subject matter is very specific. That is where you lost people because it's like, what is this world? To us, it's our world. But, and also the level of subtlety in the comedy that you were working with yeah. is something that, that's what made me love this show so much and watch it multiple times because the level of the subtlety. But that that's my business or my mind or whatever. Many people, that kind of subtlety is just not in the realm of possibility for them to appreciate. Yeah, I don't mean that as a put down. I just mean... No, no. I'll, I'll give you an, let me give you an example of a scene. You were talking, the gay makeup guy. Yeah, you, Mickey. Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And you run into this other guy and you're asking about some other friend. I mean, I think they were they were both gay and so that was in the mix of the scene. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was so oh, brilliant yeah. because you never enunciated what we were thinking and yet we knew it was because they tell you, they give you this piece of information, oh no, he died. And you react, you never say the word AIDS. Right. But you, you're like, oh... And then he goes, oh, no, he was hit by a car crossing Barham. And you go, oh, good. No, not good. <laughs> right. And, like, encapsulated right. in that 13 seconds of genius comedy. Right, that's how you know she thought it was AIDS. So yeah. much, but without ever saying it. Right. To me, that is the genius of that show. I also see how other people go... What was that conversation? Why is that funny? Uh -huh. Right? Yeah. And that's, that we, I, I have the same sort of issue with stuff. I mean, there, one reason I started this podcast is because lots of people just are not interested in politics or what's really, you know, that kind of stuff yeah. at all. They're interested in more ba human stuff that they are relatable to everybody's lives. They don't want to hear about Ukraine and the UN and the fucking ACLU and abortion and and that's fine and they never will and I will never get them but this 
anybody can listen to this. Yeah. Because <laughs> you just want to entertain. I, I just want to get high with you. That's what I all, really, that's what I want to do. But I do just want to entertain, honestly. I mean, I do think I, there's not I, entertain. That makes me sound like Ginger from Gilligan's Island. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, my God. Ginger. Yeah, no, I don't. But I, but I, I, <laughs> I do think it's really I, necessary. Sweetheart, you don't have to fucking convince me on that one. I am all about the idea that we're all just in entertainment. We use different clay. Yeah. You know, I don't see my people, Bill, you're a pundit. Well, you know, I, I think I am selling wisdom out there. Yes, I think the country's fucking dumb and they do need me to straighten it out. I'm not going to lie about that. But I, if I, 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 my main thing is I'm entertaining. Yeah. And I, if I'm not, I'm, I'm nothing. Right. Because well, that's how I look at shit. If you don't entertain yeah. me, like, you know, the, we did a funny thing about a year ago when not this Oscar batch, but the one before was just incredibly lugubrious. Mm-hmm. You know, Minari and uh, you know the, the Nomad Land, and they were ju- it was just Debbie Downer time, and mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and we did a whole. Thing. It was funny about like, come on, you know, it's got to be a little entertaining, and, and yes, we understand there are issues, and you can, but Hollywood did used to know how to take an issue, but also make it not just sad. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So when you say That's you're true. out to entertain, you That's had true. me at hello with that one. Yeah. Well, I think everyone needs a break. I mean, that's what everyone wants. Really badly. They really exactly. want a break. But by the way, your show, you're, there's no, you have no agenda. You're just, you're just a very funny person. And Thank you're you. being really honest yeah. about what, and brave, about what you think about things and how you feel about how people respond to what you think too. Like, you know, like, you know, yeah, I actually said like, you know, but, um, <laughs> yeah. And, and no, and there's a lot of value in that. There's a lot of value in that. But we both, I think, I think have these kind of careers where we got the memo fairly early on. There is somewhat of a ceiling for us. Yeah. And and it is a ceiling created <laughs> by the fact that, you know, there are levels of subtlety that, you know, everybody can go and enjoy, what's the, mm, Top Gun. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> right? Yeah, right. I mean, it's a billion dollar yeah. opening and a billion people will see it. We're not playing in that. No. I don't see. Yeah, and we don't. And I can't we, imagine. We can't, and we don't. We really don't even want to, right? Can't imagine anyone asking me to be in. Well, yeah, you'd Maverick Three or whatever. You know, <laughs> you know, it would be great. Actually, you would, you would fucking steal that, Can and also figure? make yeah. it. It would be so great if they actually did that, or you were in a. I know, but of, who's going? Wait, are you sixty no. yet? <laughs> <laughs> because it would be great. But you don't look anywhere near 60. Oh, good. Yeah, you look great. Thank you. You always did. Thank you. I always thought you, you, I mean, I always had a little crush on you on Friends because I thought you were the smart one on your show. And I like. just got dizzy. And and I was, quite (laughs) frankly, the smart one on my show. (laughs) Wait, I was the only one on my show. Which makes you the smartest one on your show. But, I mean, not that everybody on the show wasn't smart. They were all smart. Everybody's smart. Yeah, they are. Just smart. Well, but they are. They are. They really they are. They actually yeah. are. And they're yeah. all good. Learned a lot from them. Yeah. But I would say even they probably would agree. If you had to vote for who was the smartest, it would probably be you. Who's <laughs> the smartest? 
Who's the one that drones on and on about things we don't want to talk about? Who's the one that always that has a did? theory about something? Is that what you did? Yeah. Really? Oh, I always was. I'm always like, what's my I'm like, what's my theory behind that? You know. But you have a lot of time what's to the kill evidence? How do while they're setting together? up and shit, right? That's what I remember right, from chill. But I would bring up, you know. Look, well, no, I'm watching CNN. you got to see what's happening here. It's very important. And, you know. And they didn't want to get into that? Okay, yeah, no, I'll be, I'll be back. Will you tell me what happened? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what were they talking about? Um, things that people talk about. I mean, other things. Yes, right. that. Of course, you were in your 20s. But not for as long as I'm, not me. Well, I was 30 when we started it. 30, ha ha. 30s. Same thing. Yeah. But, yeah, but people in their 20s generally tend to be more, you know, first of all, sort of like navel gazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like your first. I would say you're you're born twice in life. Once when you're actually born. What I'm Someone's going. Someone's calling me. <laughs> oh, on your phone? I mean, on your watch? Oh, for fuck's sake! I can't even. I dismissed it. No, no, no. I just don't. I don't. I've never saw anybody like get a call on their watch. Because my right? phone's just right there. But what? I know. So but, it rings on here. But why do you need? I don't know. That's not that why I have it. That extra layer of... That's not why I have it. Why do you have it? I like to know what time it is. I... <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't have to get a watch that hooked up to your phone. And it also it just... tells me, you know, if I've taken any steps today or was I just sitting in my chair all day. But your brain knows that. Not anymore, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? You're an android? You're like, uh, do you know that, you know Ray Kurzweil? Huh? No. Oh, he's an author. <laughs> they won't. They, it's really important, it's right. I guess. <laughs> it is? All right. I'll let you get out of here if you, if you need to. But he's a, he's an amazing thinker and scientist and professor, and uh, he's been right, predict, predicted a lot of amazing things, like down to the year, like the fall of the Soviet Union. Oh, wow. Um, but he's uh, he predicts, he's, he has a book called The Singularity, which mm -hmm. says in 2028, man and machine will basically become. I mean, that's only six years away. Now, of course, we are already partway there. People do have parts in them that are machine parts. Yes, with computers in it, some of them even. Yes. So With things that communicate with computers. I mean, computers. As, as you and I are, you know, punching old age in the mouth, <laughs> do you, is this something that, like, you would consider? Like, because I sure would. Really? Well, I, I mean, know. if I could just keep my brain... And my dick. <laughs> the rest Your two of it, favorite things. The, the rest of it you can fucking replace. Your two favorite things. No, that's really things. But they true. have a sibling rivalry. <laughs> oh, why argue? He's always going to win. But uh, Still, that's pretty good. Yeah, that is pretty good. <laughs> we'll be right back. Or, no. um, <laughs> do you have to take or your not. call? Or, I mean, I no, absolutely not. Okay, all right. I know. I I'm just so grateful. <laughs> yeah, grateful you know you're this here. Is I was long enough. Wait, can I ask you one yes. question? You can ask me anything. We're sitting around drinking. What was what? It, what field of history? What were you studying? Well, what was it? I was at Cornell, and I was trying to establish that. I knew I loved history. Taught myself American history. Could name all the American presidents in a row if you forced me to. Not because I have it memorized, just because I know the history. Um, I think I could. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, so 
I did love medieval. That really called to me, and I remember. I mean, this is before computers, so we were in the stacks, the, mm -hmm. you know, the library. I loved the stacks. Yeah, the stacks. See, you're the smart one. You're in the stacks. The girl <laughs> in the stacks. That'd be a good romantic song or movie that I'll never write. But so. The girl I'm, in the stacks, everybody. Well, I'll see you tomorrow night. It's kind of sexy, yeah. that title. Girl in the stacks? Yeah. 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 But it would have to be a period piece because there's no more stacks. No. But I remember being in there these dusty old books, and I was writing some paper on the something in the medieval period, and the professor, um, he's talking about the paper or something, and he said, I asked him a question, and he said, um, well, it doesn't matter, you you know, after at this point, there's really nothing new you could add to this. And I'm like, then what the fuck am I doing with this as a major? Now, mind you, I knew I was gonna be a comedian when I was 10. Oh, okay. So I, when I was at college, I really wasn't, trying to get a degree that would get me a job. I knew what I was going to do. Okay. You know, go and... Uh, so hang. the grades weren't, you weren't out for, I got to get an A. I, no, but I did anyway. I was always... Wow. A, I so was you're, a straight-A student in high school. Amazing. I missed one day of high school. Wow. COVID. Uh, <laughs> and... <laughs> and, uh, no, but... Uh, I, I love the subject. I, if I had, like, a 28-hour day... I would spend two of them read just reading history. Wow. I don't agree with that professor, though. There's no such thing. But it was discouraging. <laughs> it was, right. How, <laughs> how are you to know then? <laughs> no, because I got to right. say. I was younger than when I was the idiot who, said, who wrote this <laughs> shit. <laughs> you can imagine how stupid I was then. <laughs> well. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's almost beyond. No, but because yes. I've got to say, doing who do you think you are, and the historians, you know that that give us context for whatever yeah. the person's looking at. Um, there's so many. There are different interpretations of history. So, well, my sure. question is: So, would you read different historians who had differing opinions about certain events? Well, there's and. Yeah, I mean, there's there's always someone who wants to be a revisionist. Revi based right. on new letters they found, new Just information? Just based on they have to publish something. Okay, yeah, that's a problem too. That's a lot of what, academia is such a scuzzy right. area. I right. know it's, people think, I'm sure there's plenty of professors now like dropping their pipes. How dare you? Yes, I'm sure there's exceptions, and yes, we need colleges and universities, and but but a lot of it is they know this better than anybody. Political and what you publish, and and yes, sometimes you just have to find. I don't think that professor was wrong when he said that. When I if I was researching the Venerable Bede or somebody, he who lived in 690 in Lindisfarne in the monastery. No, we're not going to find anything new about this motherfucker. <laughs> anything that came out about this guy. We know, I uh -huh. think. There's no more venerable bead stuff that's... TMZ is not going to come out tomorrow. <laughs> There's a story about the venerable well, bead. Well, no, TMZ won't. <laughs> but who knows? Sometimes okay. there's a letter, there's a something somewhere. But even without that, it's just... I don't know. Like, you know, and then you have archaeology where they find new things about yes. how people were well, killed or what they well, okay. were eating. Well, that's... A, if someone was poisoned or... Well, that, that doesn't happen that often. That can. But where that does happen a lot, of course, is in early man history. That is always changing. 
because they don't have the complete fossil record at all. They have pieces here and pieces there. Don't get me started on the fossil record. <laughs> no, evolutionary biology was what I was interested in. Before comedy? Yeah, before comedy. Yeah, that's what I was well, studying in school. And yeah. Well, that's why I always thought for your for your genealogy show, you should have on uh, Lucy. Okay. Lucy. Yeah, the very first. Who better? But not the very first anymore, I don't think. Well, early. Early. I'm related to that, her, I think. We're all related to her. <laughs> who is well, Lucy? I don't know. Tell the audience who Lucy is. Lucy was, about well, I don't know when. Two, I don't have the details. 2.5 million years ago. That's it? Yes. Lucy, <laughs> <laughs> Lucy was about four feet tall and lived about two and a half million years ago mm -hmm. and is one of our direct ancestors. Yeah. Um, humans came along, you know, like 200,000 years ago. And, of course, we are not the only human species. We wiped the other ones out. You know, wherever... Um, have you read the uh, great book Sapiens? By, no. Oh, that's you love no, it. No, I didn't. That is a book for you. You'd love that book. Okay. Because it talks about, well, many things about Sapiens, but one, wherever humans went, the fossil record is very clear. We killed everything, including the other human species. Yeah. And the other big animal species. Like, there's a whole bunch of species, for example, in Australia, uh, and then humans arrive, and a thousand years later, we don't have any fossils from those big animals. They just fucking killed them all, like the way the people killed the buffalo in our yeah. American West, just yeah. for fun and just like... Well, for fun. They're food, too. Because food, but they killed a lot of buffalo just because, I mean, they would just... Right. They would have a herd, and they would just... Too, it was too many to use. The Indians, of course, used all the buffalo. Right. We were the opposite. Yeah. And we're still those assholes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> when, when are we going to stop well, being surprised? Well, I mean, get used to it. And, no, that's not the right attitude, and it's not funny enough no. to even say. <laughs> but <laughs> well, I mean, not that. Look, all humans uh, are shitty people. You know, it, it's if, not. It's no, not like Indians didn't do shitty things too to each other. If if yeah. If feeling insecure enough and scared enough, I think humans become really shitty. But I think when there's a crisis or a need for people to come together and help each other, they do, to be cooperative. I think they do. Oh. When it feels in, when it's imminent. Well, some do, and some take advantage of the situation. Many yeah. take advantage. Some do, But yes. then Sheriff Taylor runs them out of town, <laughs> so it's okay. Is that where you're getting this? That was a you know, that was a great lesson teaching show. There used to about? be great lessons. I was just right. gonna say, remember when you oh. kids you'd watch a show and there was always you knew that the right thing would happen in in the end. And I miss that. There was a great uh, classic episode of uh not what was it called? Mayberry. May uh oh well now I can't remember. I mean the town was, was Mayberry. It was it called Mayberry R F D or Welcome to Mayberry or... The Andy Griffith Show. The Andy Griffith Show. <laughs> exactly. You know why? Because... We can't... I'm like... Right. <laughs> the Andy Griffith Sheriff Show. Sheriff without a gun? No, that was... I watched it show. in reruns when I was a kid when I was homesick. Mm -hmm. And I loved Me it. Me too. So there was an episode where um, Opie 
Ron Howard, mm -hmm. of course, mm -hmm. later to be the great director, Ron Howard, uh, he kills a bird with a slingshot. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then he's Andy's trying to teach him a lesson why he shouldn't have done that. And he, the Opie's complaining about the bird chirping. And he said, yeah, well, I'm not gonna shoo that bird away. That's that bird calling for his mama, and I'm gonna let you hear how sad she is. Wow. So I don't know why that, uh, you know, why that one stuck in my memory, that episode, yeah. but it may have been why I joined PETA in the 90s. Uh -huh. And I've been a PETA board member all these years, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I, I was No, but that. it's also, it's right, and it's kind of sophisticated. Yeah. Because it's very easy to say, all right, you exactly. killed a bird, you didn't have to do that, but all right. I right. mean, because that's how a lot of people felt like, well, right. it's a bird. It's not a conscious being like we are. Right. Did you know HBO Max had podcasts? <laughs> I'm on my podcast talking about the podcast on my network. This must be what the metaverse feels like. Now go even deeper inside your favorite shows with audio companions to some of the most groundbreaking and award-winning shows on television. The HBO Max series Hacks is back. Oh, good, with a new season and a new companion podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Aniello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky will be joined by a special guest host like Hannah Einbinder, Darcy Carden, Susie Essman, and more. Unpack each episode of Deborah and Ava's hijinks. Listeners will hear stories from the show's writers, room, on set, and the world of stand-up and entertainment that inspired the show. You can listen to the official Hacks podcast on HBO Max and wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, we have to treat each other with respect. If we're all working on something, you have to show some appreciation for what other people are contributing. You know, I don't mean demonstrate it every day. Show appreciation and not saying, what the fuck, you did it wrong. You know, you don't talk to someone like that. Is that what your experience has been on sets? Yeah. Yeah. Who's, who's, Not who, to me personally, but I've seen it. Yes, but sets are tense places. But they're, they don't have to be. No. And well, they're less tense. No, it's, a, it's now. A, I feel like the ones I've been on have been it's a high much less tense. Really? But it's a high wire industry. I mean, we're paid more than most people, a lot more. Mm hmm. Okay, um, you're up on a higher wire. Like if you fuck up, it can be in front of millions instead of just three people, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. What's at stake if you're on a film set? You know, a film is very often, you know, a hundred and fifty million dollar startup industry. That's really how uh -huh. you, it's, a, it's a quick startup industry. Right. That's investing a hundred and fifty million dollars. If you were making widgets, it's like, boy, we better sell some of these widgets, and it could fail. Yeah, I could. Yeah, so people are tense. And are. I've never seen any sort of set where there wasn't some sort of blow up or people going nuts. I mean, we see some of them on film. We've seen actors and directors and go nuts. From on, a while ago. I've had it happen to me personally yeah. on a set. Mm -hmm. Like just screamed at by someone for no good reason. Right, and then how did it go after that? <laughs> this, that's a, a sitcom that was not the one I talked about before, but the other <laughs> one that it was quickly canceled. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah. you know. No, but it's just. Yeah, it's rough. It doesn't have, but it doesn't, it's not necessary. It's not, you know. Yeah. You handed me the wrong instrument to for this brain surgery. That's not right. what it is. 
It's not in the moment life yeah. or death. We can, it's digital. But it's not even film. We can do the take again. But show people. We have editors. I mean, there's, it's, everyone has, if, and your best work comes when you're just a little more relaxed. You know, you have like a nervous energy, but it doesn't have to be an angry energy. You know what I mean? It's just. Yeah, I mean, but again, it's hard to get the very talented people without their fucking quirks. Show people are yeah. just, they're, everything about them is exaggerated. Mm -hmm. You know, they're very often exaggeratedly good looking, temperamental, you know, my friend always says, insanity photographs. Oh. You know, yeah. they're crazy people, mm -hmm. but something about that is also charismatic and mm -hmm. you can't take your eyes off it. Or honest, because they can't help themselves. Sometimes, <laughs> yes. Trump's that way, you know, he's, he can't help revealing himself. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're not, I don't know if you're ever gonna have this utopia where you have the really talented people and there's not craziness going on. It's a crazy business. You know, I, okay. Like I mean, I know plenty of talented people that are not crazy. I agree. And and if you have the choice to work with them, you should. Yeah. But there might but be. But there's less tolerance for the ones that act out and misbehave and make it a miserable experience. Yeah. And to me, that's a good thing. Yeah, unless they make a fortune. <laughs> if the thing makes a fortune because of that person, they're going to put up with an amazing amount of they shit. They are. But you're saying, I mean, I don't know that I agree that a person's difficult, you know, um, punishing side of them is what makes them talented. I think maybe they think it is, but I don't think it is. I really don't. I'm just saying I don't think they trust that they've just got it and you don't have to panic or worry over it. I'm just saying, I don't think they're separable, you know, like watching the Johnny Depp trial. I mean, some of the things he was doing, passing out and, and throwing places, yeah. plates and, yeah. you know. Throwing places. Yeah. <laughs> you know, calling her a cunt and this and that yeah. uh, are not model behavior. No. But the jury forgave him because he's wildly charismatic. I don't know if you can separate those two things. He's a nut. He always was a nut. Insanity photographs. It's it works on camera. And if you took away the insanity, I think, you know, you'd have Richard Grieco. <laughs> I almost said, wait, who? <laughs> he, he was he was this Richard Grieco. No, I do oh, know. Oh now the name. I now I gotta know him and Jenny Badaducci. Oh, I got so many people See? mad at me. He was a very uh, very good looking um, actor on a, you know, like one of those shows like Twenty One Jump Street. Or, oh, okay. you know, he was, oh, yeah. He had a minute there where he was the it boy. Yeah, I wasn't uh, watching TV at that time. But it didn't quite. Yeah. You know, I would. You know, I'm sure there are people who bet money on Richard Rico and not Johnny Depp. And after that trial, I bet you Richard Rico's like, boy, I dodged a bullet there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would. All right, yeah, I'll let you go something. back Thank to you. your life in the wild. And you need to find another clove cigarette. <laughs> oh, I got them right here. <laughs> oh, it's a pretty case. I know. I find it so sophisticated to have mm -hmm. a little. It uh, is. It's, it's like, really elegant. Yes. Very nice. Madame.
No. No, thank you. Well, thank you. Thank this you was very much. more fun than I could tell you. And I'm so flattered that what? you just did it. Yeah, why I mean, wouldn't I? Because you need me like a hole in the head. Oh. What? That's how I feel about you. You're you. <laughs> no, right. you know there's I a do. big difference. Don't make me go through other parts of the comeback that... Yeah. But uh, meanwhile, by the way, I brought that whole thing up but for a reason was because it made sense to me, like for the first time when you... And I was like, so... Because pe the people that I had talked to thinking, they, they see women as victims. And it never dawned on me, just like it never dawned on you that, you okay, know... but that was... It never dawned on me, and I went, shit, you missed it again. But that character was so you much more than just that. I mean, that was certainly... I thought so. Uh, the but. MacGuffin that gets the character going. I mean, that, that... I mean, but again, I think that's all... That's what was relatable. We've all been the person who thinks they're going to be cast as the young hot one, not <laughs> literally, but in life, uh -huh. but really is going to be the shrumpy aunt <laughs> with the catchphrase. I mean, that alone, you know, should have won you all the awards because that <laughs> that was just so perfect. Yeah. And every, certainly everybody in showbiz knows it, but in life it happens too. Yes, no, we it had... It does. There are you, plenty of people in other industries that went, course. yeah, I mean... You think That's you're gonna, exactly. and they yeah. don't, they see you as this. And the way she smiled through it all, yes. you know, the way How she, about that? she never like let it get them down. I mean, she never let that heavy set guy who I'm still afraid of. Polly G. Oh, I did not like him. Remember yeah. one time he was getting blown when you walked in on him? <laughs> oh, it was just, everything was just terrible about him. He still scares me. Um, he should have been on Oz. Oh, so funny. He was so scary. But, like, he never, like, he would never, you would never get bitter. You know, you would never, uh, you would just soldier on. Just kept I, going. Yes. Yeah. I find that so much more inspiring than, you know. I think it has to do with, how, like, how you see things. Because for some people, it was like, she just got humiliated at every turn. And for other people, it was like, no, she just kept going. She just kept saying, yeah, I clocked that. I won't have it. I'm going to create my own reality. Here we go. <laughs> and then they did an, They were nice enough to, somebody was smart enough to do it again. Yeah, that was fun. A third time? Maybe. Yeah. It's been nine years soon, it's a, so maybe. It's a, <laughs> I mean, that character is... I know. I slip into her so easily. I mean, there are people who have done, you know, as through time, they've done it the same character they just picked it up it's it's yeah you know yeah alan partridge yeah yeah <laughs> thank you now the mics are off <laughs> all right that was fun i feel Thanks. like i got to know you me too i love it <laughs> good the podcast Club.